0: okay good afternoon everybody thank you for joining uh to learn the daf yomi we are again throughout the summer i'm going to be learning the next day's daf so now we're going to be doing monday's daf which is so tomorrow's daf is and uh today's share is sponsored by dr david lander his wife and children it is also sponsored by mindy and henry orlinsky Chaim Abba Ben Yosef, of sholom and his father. He is in the Shem Shev and Aliyah, um, and uh, it is also sponsored by Josh Kra in memory of Malka Bas Yehuda, Shalom, whose is today on the It's also sponsored by Mark and Karen Benson in memory of Batsal Mordechai ben David Avraham on his yard site. Also the Meshav and And it's also sponsored by Chaim and Rachel or Rachel Weinstein. Mordechai Benachem ben Yaakov Lipa Hakoin, in the We thank all of the sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So what we're going to discuss today, we're going to pick up from the two dots on the bottom of the Kofi and, and the Gemara is going to discuss for how long do we assume that a person can refrain from having bia, can restrain himself from having bia in a situation of yibum. Meaning, when does he lose the nehemanus if he continues to insist that he has not yet done yibum? And then the gemara is going to discuss why it is that the mishnah had said that we force a guy in certain circumstances to do chalitza. Why didn't the mishnah just say that we force him to do yibum uh, with when when and and, and uh, when it's within thirty days? Then the gemara is going to discuss when a woman takes a neder from. the the rest of the world does she mean to to include her yavam in the nether as well or does that not even uh, enter her mind that the yavam would ever be mutter to her it's her husband's brother she's not even thinking about the yavam and therefore maybe he's not included in such a nether and that discussion will bring us to the end of the 13th parak of parakem and then we'll begin the 14th parak of parakem and a long first mishnah where the mishnah is going to discuss all the uh, sorts of details. Of get and yibum and chalitza involving marriages where there's at least one cherish or chareshes in the marriage, or yibum and chalitza situations where among the four people, the, uh, the two siblings, the two brothers who are married to two women, there's at least one cherish or chareshes in, uh, in the equation. So uh, that's good. That, that, and, and just the Misha, the Mishnah really seems complicated because it goes through a million different permutations, but it's really just an application of like two or three rules. That the Mishnah just applies in, in different ways. And then the Gemara that immediately follows is going to discuss when and from whom were they uh, and for for whom were they in marriages midrabanan and for who were they not misakin marriages midrabanan? Meaning let's say you have a person who's a cherish. Can a cherish get married at least on a Drab-Abanan level? What about a shota? What about a katan? What about a katana? What about a shota? What about a kharashes? Right? When do we when were we misakin marriages midrabanan and when not? So let's begin again, Kofi attitude, that's on the bottom of the page. So the Mishnah said that if the claims within 30 days that lo nevalti, that the man hasn't done Yibum yet, so we force him to do Chalitza on her because we trust that that's uh, that, that he has not yet uh, done Yibum, that she's telling the truth, even though he's claiming that he did the Yibum, and therefore he's forced to do the Chalitza. So who's the Tana that seems to assume that for 30 days a person can restrain himself from having be Amr Abyechner and that that's dafka going like the sheet of Rabbi Meir. De tanya, Tainas Besulim called Shosum Yom. de Meir, Rabbi holds that a husband can come with the Tainas Besulim only if it's still within the first 30 days of marriage, meaning if a husband uh, has beer with his wife and discovers that she is not a basula, but he had committed 200 zuz to uksuba, as if she was a, she were a basula, so he had assumed going into the marriage, she was supposed to be a basula, so he can come to Bazin the very next day with a tainus basula, but he can't delay, he can't uh, stay with her a few weeks and then come with a tainus basula, so we believe within the first 30 days of marriage that he had first discovered at that point that she in fact was, uh, was not because he could have restrained himself for 30 days. And the reason we believe him is because We assume that he's not going to spend all that money on a wedding just to throw it out with the Titus besulim the next day. Remember, in the times of Chazal, the assumption was that the man was paying, was the one paying for the, uh, for the wedding. So that's why we have the assumption that he would not, uh, he would not lose uh, the, uh, the, all that money for no reason if he was going to make it up. So it must be that he's telling the truth that, that she really was not a basula. But he's got 30 days to do so, according to a mayor. Whereas Rabbi Yossi, Yomer, Nistra, Li Alter, Lo Nistra, Kamashan. Rabbi Yossi says, no, there's no th- magical 30-day time period. If they had Yichud together, then we assume he couldn't restrain himself for even a moment. Then we assume for sure, if there was Yichud, then they must have had bia. But if it's Lo if they haven't had Yichud yet, they haven't been alone yet, so then it could be years if they haven't been alone yet. We assume that they have not yet had bia, and therefore, the very first time they're alone together, he can Come with the Tainus Besulim. Rabbi Amar, so, so that's the first approach. First approach is it must be that the town of our Mishnah that assumes that it's within the first 30 days he will have refrained from doing Yibum, but after that we cannot believe that he restrained himself must be going like Rebbe Meir, because when it came to Tainus Besulim, Rebbe Meir assumes that within 30 days it, it's still believable that they haven't yet had Bia. Rabbi Amar Rabbi Yossi, no, even Rabbi Yossi who holds that the Tainus Besulim is immediate, that there's no way he's going to restrain himself for 30 days, would agree over here that he would restrain himself in a Yibam situation, that he would restrain himself. Why? Uh, that that so, when it's a case of a woman that he's marrying, he's obviously very comfortable with her, he's obviously planning on being with her for the rest of his life, so therefore there's a comfort level where he's not going to hold himself back, the couple's not going to restrain themselves, and they'll be able to, and they're going to have Bia immediately. Avelation I mean, can you imagine how awkward that situation must be when they've been uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law for all this time and now all of a the sudden there's a yibum? it must be the most awkward situation in the world so that's something that uh, may take a little while to get comfortable enough with in order to be able to have Bia so it could be that Rabbi Yossi would agree in a yibum situation it's going to take him 30 days so now the uh, the Gemara goes on and discusses a new thing the Mishnah said that if the Yavama claims within 30 days that we force the guy to do chalitza. He's got to take care of her. He's got to do chalitza. so asked the Gemara. Instead of forcing him to do chalitza, why don't we instead force him to do yibum if, if he's not... Uh if, he, if he's, he's not interested in doing anything, he hasn't done anything yet, why would we force chalitza? Ad, Rabbi, you know, the, the Gemara tells us that mitzvah yibum is kodemus the mitzvahs chalitza, that really the Ikra mitzvah is that one is supposed to do yibum, but you're not supposed to do chalitza. So the, uh, the Tosos, in Dibramat and says, I don't understand what the kasha is. Why doesn't the Gemara just answer that we force him to do chalitza because uh, ultimately in the later generations they changed it, and now we do chalitza and not yibum, meaning now mitzvah chalitza is kodem the mitzvahs yibum so Tulsa suggests that all of the Mishnays are still working the Mishnah Rishonah. They're still working with the assumption of the old days when Mitzvah was called the Mitzvah Chalitza. So if we're going to interpret a Mishnah, it has to be within the context or within the, the the assumption, the framework that Mitzvah's yibum is uh, Kodemus Now the, we we don't really find anywhere that we force a person to do yibum. The Rambam in Hilchas Yibum, Parak Beis Halacha he, says that we force him to be mekayim the din of o miyabeim o yachlotz. So the Rambam says it a little bit differently. The Gemara's Kasha might not be uh, why doesn't why don't we force him to do chalitza? The Gemara's Kasha might be why do we only mention chalitza as a possibility in the Mishnah? I mean, the forcing shouldn't be to do chalitza per se, the forcing should be do whatever you gotta do, whether it's gonna be yibum, whether it's gonna be chalitza, whichever your choice is going to be. But be that as a may, that's the Gemara's kasha. Why don't we mention yibum among the things that we're forcing him to do? So yotzi because he had already given her a get, and by giving her a get, he has disqualified himself from doing yibum on her. So says Mar, really? The case is that he already gave her a get? If the says within 30 days, that I have not yet had bia with my Yavam Ben um, or B'alti, Ben Shuhomer um, L'O'Balti regardless of what he claims whether he claims that he did or did not have bia, Kovlos HaShiyach we force him to do Halitza Liachash L'Shem Yom but if it's after 30 days and she says that they haven't yet done Yibum that they haven't yet had bia, we can't force him to do Halitza, we can only be Mivakish, because we trust that he's telling the truth after 30 days that for sure they've had bia at that time but Hiomer Snevalti, Vuhomer L'O'Balti if, let's say, after 30 days, she says, yes, we've already done yibam. And he says, no, we have not. So she is ne'amenes, and she doesn't require a chalitza because the person is not going to be Mamadatsma for more than uh, 30 days. So if she says Nivalti, she's the one telling the truth. So if he wants to get rid of her at that point, harezeh, yotzi beget. He has to give her a get. Now, let's say 30 days have passed. Who amar ba'alti v'hi omeres lo nevalti? He says, I already did yibam, which is very believable. It's more than 30 days days, of course he did Yibum by that time, but she's saying, no, he did not do Yibam, even if he then came back and said, no, no, she's right, I changed my mind, I did not have Bia with her, we, we still don't believe that he did not have Bia with her, because we cannot believe that a person would restrain himself for 30 days, and therefore, Tzricha Get Vichalitza, you need a Get because he was for sure Boiler, it's been 30 days, so therefore you can need a Get, There we assume that he, he was Boiler, so they did Yibum, so they're married so you need a get and you also need a chalitza because according to her claim that he was not yet bowled her so she is uh, herself to get remarried without a chalitza so therefore we're going to ask them to do, we're going to ask him to do a chalitza as well so in this last din of the brysal so we're saying that you need a get why do you need a get? that implies that he has not yet given her a get but the Gemara I thought Rav said that the case is that Gita Yotze Mitach that he had already given her a get meaning let's backtrack again the Gemara had asked the question why do we say we force him to do chalitza? Why not say we force him to do yibum? The Gemara says, you can't force him to yibum. She already has a get. So it says, what do you mean she already has a get? The Braisa goes on and talks about how we then, at a later point, force him to give a get. How can she force him to give a get if she already has a get? So I'm im Gita when it says at the end of the Braisa that he has to give her a get and a chalitza, it means in addition to the get, that she already has. He has to do a chalitza. Not that, uh, that that he's giving a new get at this point, or another answer. of yomar, hasam get Zika so, hacha get l'biyah That really, we're talking about where he d- gave her a get. But the get that he gave her in the ratio of the b'risa is very different than the get that we're asking him to give her in the seifa of the b'risa. In the ratio of the b'risa, he gave a get while all they had was zika. The the brother had died. Now there was a zika between him and his brother's wife. And he gave her a get at that point, that get puzzles him from doing yibum, but it doesn't really pater her, right? It only has an impact Midrabanan. But now he's already done Yibum, which was which which means that they're married al Raisa. So now the get has an entirely different function. Now it's a get that actually gets rid of the marriage, al Raisa. So therefore there's going to be a need for two get. So now the Gemara discusses a story that uh, that, that that occurred or a case that, that came up. That relates to this discussion. The, there was a case where the Yavama claimed that the Yavam had not had beer with her. The Yavam claimed that he had, and then he changed his mind and he said, You know what, she's right, I never did. And they came to Rava to ask him, what, what, what can we do to make her Mutaris Lushuk, to allow her to get remarried? So Amelu Rava, Chalotsula. Rava said, You gotta do a chalitza and then you can let her out of base and she can do whatever she wants. Amelu Ravshavi said to Rava, What do you mean you could just do a chalitza? Didn't we just learn a Brysa that said you need both a get and a Chalitza? Okay, if there's a b'raisa, then there's a b'raisa. Okay, so then uh, I, I I give up. You know, if, uh, if there's a b'raisa that says such a thing, so then you have to follow that Brysa. So, Boy, mine, Hon, Bered, Rav Nachman, Mid, Nachman. Rav Nachman's son Hone, asked Rav Nachman the following case Sarasa Mahu. Meaning, let's say a Yavam did Yibum with his Yavama and based in Pater the Tsara and then, after some time, after they've supposedly had yibum, the yavama says, "You know what? He never had bia with me. The yibum was never actually performed. So, do we hold the tsara back from getting remarried as well? The yavama is now claiming that there never was a yibum, so we're going to keep the tsara from getting remarried as well because nothing has been done yet. So, Amarle v'chimipneishan u'kofin u'mivakshin tsara. What? Just just because we're forcing him or we're asking him to do a chalitza, you think we're going to hold back the tsara? No, for sure not. There's a chazaka that if a couple goes home together, that we assume. Meaning, if the the man goes home with with one of his brother's wives, we assume that he did yibum, and that immediately potters all the tzerros. Okay, later the wife that he went home with is claiming he didn't really do yibum yet. He's admitting that he didn't do yibum. That's a separate discussion, but that's not going to impact whatsoever any of the tzerros. The tzerros are still going to be mutter. Okay, then the Mishnah said hanoderas hanoa that if a woman took a neder hanoa from her yavam. So if she did so while her husband was still alive, we force him to do chalitza. If she did so after her husband died, we can't force him to do chalitza because he might claim I'm interested in doing yippum. I didn't want her to take a nedrana against me. So we can only ask him to do chalitza. And if she had kavana for this, for the yavam, even if the husband, if she took the neder while the husband was alive, well, the most we could do is ask him to do chalitza. we can't force him to do chalitza. So the Mara brings a mission that discusses a woman who answers herself on her Husband, Tanan Hashem. There is a mission at the end of the sex in the Dharma that discusses the following. That initially they used to say that three women could uh, get, uh, have to be divorced against their will from their husbands, and they get they get paid a ksuba on their way out. If let's say you have an Ashes Cohen that says that I was Nenas, that son, she was raped, and therefore she's. Asura so she's going to get her Ksuba, She did nothing wrong, but the marriage is over because her husband is a kohen. Or ben if she says that everyone knows that, uh, that that this man is unable to have bia the way normal people have bia, and therefore the only the rebbeinu knows because only heaven knows because no one else would know such a thing. That's the way Rashi understands. Tulsa says, why doesn't the Gemara say in the darim that, that that why why doesn't Rashi explain the way the Gemara says in that means that his zera is not Yora that it doesn't uh, shoot out in a way that will ever impregnate her. So Tos thinks that's the the, the pshat in Shemayim But anyway, Rashi says it's that he's not able to even do a meisatashmish. Tashmish. Or if she says that uh, you know tashmish is very hard for me, and therefore I can't stay married. It's just impossible for me to have tashmish. But in case the husband is suspecting her of trying to get out of the marriage because she fell in love with somebody else, so she takes a neder that, I'm, I'm not getting a from any any man, from all the Yehudim, from all the Jewish people. I'm not going to be married. And that will encourage the husband to uh, divorce her and to pay her ksuba. She doesn't lose her ksuba because she's unable to have al tashmush. They then said that, you know what, these three times are not, she's not going to have automatic ne'emanos, because we're concerned that she maybe will fall in love with someone else and try to make uh, her marriage end against her husband's will in order to run off with uh, with this other man ella uh, so the Chav instead say if you have a nation's cohen that claims that she was raped she's going to have to bring a raya that that's in fact true which is quite a chiddish meaning the halacha really is that she's nemenis on the darais level which means she's a surah le-baila on the darais level and now the Rabbanon are going to say you know what she's not nemenis, and therefore the husband's allowed to violate the Isra of being with, uh, with with his wife after she was nansa. a very big chiddish so the Rahn explains that even though Min Hadin, she's Neemenes, that she was nansa, and Taka is also to her husband, who's a Kohen, because a person is neman to ask her anything on themselves, but the Chachamim have the right to make a getter or Siag, to be Oker Min and over here, they were Oker Dov Min in order to make a Gedder, that she shouldn't uh, try to get out of a marriage, uh, because of Shemin Acher, or the Chachamim have another uh, tool in their tool belt, and that is that they could be Mafkiya the kiddushin in the Mafreya avkin Ravan the They because Say you know what this woman's marriage to her cohen husband was never really a marriage. Mimela, if it was never really a marriage, she uh, when she got raped, it didn't make her asura to her husband, and maybe that's the tool that the rabbanon used in order to get her out of it. Hashemayim back in the if she says that he's unable to have tashmish yasu darach bakasha, then they're going to have to ask from the 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 the, uh, the husband that you uh, that you behave with her like a normal husband and wife, that you actually have a ma'isabia. That's Way Rashi understands. The way Tulsa understands is that if her claim was that it's based on the Gemara at the end of the Darim, uh, then Yasu uh, Bakasha means they got a Davin. They have to that he's going to enable her to get pregnant and to have children. And if she says that I'm that I have a Neder, I'm not going to get enough from anybody, Chelko, the husband is made for the Chelik of the Neder that relates to him. She remains Asura to the rest of the world, but but, uh, but he's made for the part of the nether that relates to him. And she uh, stays with him like a regular husband and wife, but she's us for forever to the whole rest of the world. So this is all to set up the following shayla. When she takes that nether, what if the husband then dies? Is she a surah to the yavam by virtue of that nether that she took a nether, that she's a surah to the whole world? Is the yavam included in that nether? Mi was she already thinking maybe my husband will die, and therefore the Yavam will be one of the eligible bachelors that I'll, you know, will be someone that I'll, I might have a relationship with one day, and therefore she included him in the nether Although, or do we assume no, a woman is married. She's never going to be thinking about, she might be thinking about getting married to other people at some point if she ever gets divorced, but she's never going to be thinking about her brother in law. She's not going to be thinking about her husband's brother, that her husband's going to die before they have children. She's going to have a Yibam situation. It's it's so rare, and, may- and therefore, maybe the yavam was never even included in the uh, was never even included in the neder. So Rava Amar Yavam Einu Kibal that the Baal has to be made for his chelek, but the yavam is mutter even without any hafari. He was never included in the neder. U Yavam Amar Yavam that the yavam is Asr. Uh, to her, just like everybody else's, unless you do a farah, because she included in her neder all other people, including the yavam. Now, uh, he can't be made for his chalik, and therefore he's going to have to do chalitza on her. He's not going to be able to do yivam with her. So the Marbins are riot to Rav from our Mishnah. Bay kavasi Rab mistavra. It's more mistavra like Rav, that a yavam is not like the Baal, that he does not become asr to her. She never had a thought when she took that neder to include the yavam in the neder. Because it says in our mishnah, If a woman took a nether from her yavam while her husband was alive, we're going to force that yavam to do chalitza. But if Shmuel is correct that she already thinks, while her husband is alive, that maybe he's going to die and uh, she's going to need to face the Yavam, and therefore she's including the Yavam in the Neder, well then, then the Mishnah should have said that we only ask the Yavam to do Chalitza, not that we force him to do Chalitza, because she tried to go out of her way to make the Yavam Asura to her, and in such a case, you can't force the Yavam to do anything. You can only be Mavakish because the Yavam can say, I want to do uh, yibum." So answers the Gemara, not Sanaraya, now maybe the case is a woman who had children from the husband and therefore we assume that she would never have thought to include the Yavam in the neder because she already has children meaning what would it take for her to do Yibam if she already has children it w- what it would take was for, would be for not only her husband to die but for all of her children to die first and then for her husband to die, that she's not thinking along those lines. That uh, that uh, the the children are going to die and the husband will also die. But if the woman does not have any children from him and she takes a neder from uh, from from the the husband's brother, my what would Then in Then we wouldn't be kofin. We would only be mevakishim. So says But if that's the case, When the mission wanted to come up with a case where we're only mevakesh that he does chalitza and instead of the Mishnah saying, oh, you know what the case would be? If she had kavana to asser herself on the yavam, even when she took the nether while the husband was alive, then we could only be Mivakesh now we could have mentioned this chilek even in the case that we were already talking about when do we say that we forced the oven to do chalitza only if she has children but if at the time that she that she took the nether she did not have children we should have made the chilek right there and said in such a case we're kirav so this therefore proves that it doesn't matter whether she had children or she didn't have children rav was correct in either of those cases we force him to do the chalitza because she never had a hava amina to include the yavam in her neder that when a woman takes a neder from all of the potential people that she might marry she doesn't think that the yavam is one of those potential people that she might marry it's too removed from her consciousness so amina, therefore we prove that rav is correct hajran alech b'shamay and that therefore concludes the 13th parak of Meseches Yavamus. Now we move on to a new parak, the 14th parak. And this parak is going to discuss issues relating to Yibum Chalitza when the Nisuin is only a Nisuin mitrabanan, when the marriage is only a marriage mitrabanan. So in order to understand this, it's important to realize that there are three levels of marriage. You can have two people, a man and a woman, who are both Bnei Da'as, where the man is makadesh the woman, and everyone is a willing participant in it, meaning like every wedding you've ever been to in your life, Right, meaning there's an adult male, an adult female, they're all happy to be there. She got all dressed up in a white dress, he put on a black suit or a tuxedo on or whatever kinds of weddings you got, you know, different uh, different strokes for different folks. So he you know, they, they all got dressed up, they're all ready to uh, to get married, they're all into it. So that's a kiddush that's called Minatora. Then you have a situation where you have a cherish or a chareshes where the Napne Das. In such a case, Minhatora Sometimes you have weddings like this. In Minatora, the, the, the 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 marriage is not chal, but the chachamim are mesakein, that they have the capability of getting married in order not to be Vatan periviruvia, and therefore the marriage is chal midrabanam. And then you have a situation where, not a cherish or but someone's a shoteh or a katan, and in such a case, the chachamim are not mesakein nisuin, and the nisuin doesn't even have any shemets any, uh, any, any of kiddushin. It's not a kiddushin at all. It's just a bias-nus, whatever they do. So uh, and when it comes to divorce, a woman who has kiddushin minat needs divorce minatora from a ben das. If the kiddushin is only mitrabanan, then even a cherish, a cherish who's not a ben das, can uh, divorce her. Uh, however, the Din gerishin is different than the dim kiddushin. See, by kiddushin Minatora, you need the das of the ish and the isha. But by gerishin, it's not necessary for the woman to be a bas because the halacha is strictly speaking. Gerushin works bal karcha, that a man can divorce his wife even balkarha uh, lest someone ask but that's not nice how could it be that he could divorce his wife bal karcha? that does not mean that it is permissible to divorce one's wife bal karcha. someone came over to me daf yomi just came over to me the other day and he said I, I, this is my fourth cycle of daf already I still can't explain how yibum happens bal karcha. how could it be that he's allowed to rape his sister in law so whoa whoa whoa, whoa. It, does, it doesn't say that it says that yibum is effective if it happens that way, no one says that he's allowed to do that, right? So similarly when it comes to a get, a get bal karacha is it works as a get, that she's going to be divorced no one holds you're allowed to actually do that there's a cherim to Rabbeinu Gershom, Shachter often points out that the cherim to Rabbeinu Gershom was on things that were usher already it's just that Rabbeinu Gershom attached to cherim to it because people take Kharam more seriously than they take esurim sometimes so Rabbeinu, it's not like before Rabbeinu Gershom came along that you're allowed to read other people's male. That was always awesome. you were never allowed to do that. It's just that uh, Rebbe had to attach a cherim to it. So uh, here also, being Megarish Nisha Bal Karcha. But the bottom line is, since you could be, being Megarish Nisha Bal Karcha works, so you see that gerishim could work even if the woman is not a bastas. So now the Mishnah discusses all of the permutations of marriages and, and yibums and chalitzas when you have one party who's a cheirish. So says the Mishnah, cheirish so Let's say you have a cherish that marries a, uh, a a woman who's a pikachas who's not a uh, and shenasa or you have a case of a that marries a hareshas. so if the husband wants to divorce his wife Yotzi, he can give her a get v'mrutz and if he wants to stay married ykayim so let him stay married they're perfectly permissible to stay married the Tosos points out that that's a tougher question that he's allowed that they're allowed to stay married but since it says that uh, so it also says but it's, uh, there's no chiddush in that line of what's a Yikayim, the Tzferas Yisrael, when says that there is a Kiddush, that he's allowed to be Mekayim, uh, her, and she doesn't have a din of a Shota. A Shota, you're not allowed to Mekayim. So even though a Keresh is not a Bardas, but he could be Megayim. Keshem shehu konez b'ramiza, kahu maltsi b'ramiza. The whole marriage only happened mid so the same way the marriage happened mid the Keresh can have mid-Rabbanan. Meaning normally a Keresh cannot give a get. But he's not really married. He's only a. I mean, he's not really married on the daraisa level. So the same way the Rabban were masaking that you could get married biramiza, you can also uh, you know with sign language or whatever, you can also get divorced biramiza. pikachas. If you have a person who's a bardas that marries a bastas Vinisharsha, and then the bastas became a cherish, so imratzi yotzi. If he wants to give her a get, he can because she doesn't need to be a bastas to receive a get. He only needs to be bardas to give the get, but and, and if they want to stay married, that's fine as well. Nishtatis, but let's say she didn't become a Kharasha, she became a shota, so then lo yotzi, then we do not allow him to divorce her, even though by gerishin she doesn't need to be a bastas, and therefore you would think the divorce should work, even though she's a shota, the chum were concerned that if you're going to send a shota out onto the streets, they're going to be knowing but kefkar, it's going to be a terribly immoral things are going to happen, so we do not allow for that. Nishtatis, let's say the husband became a cheirish or became a shota then they lose the opportunity to ever be able to give a get because you need the husband to be a bardas in order to be able to give a get so if he now is no longer a bardas he's no longer able to give a get Why is it that a man who's a cherish is not able to give a get but a woman who's a cherish is able to receive a get For exactly the reason we've been explaining the whole time that a man can give a get only if if he has full kavana and das and ratzon a woman even balkaracha becomes divorced so therefore it's, uh you don't need her to be a bastas in order to receive a get. Now the bring A Raya that a woman could be Ms. even if uh she, she she's not interested in it. Hey, ben avia. There was a case of a Khareshas Kitana whose father married her off, which means that the Kidushun was chal Mida Oraisa because the Mida Araisa father as long as the father was a Bardas, he's allowed to give her to whoever he wants. So if the husband wants her wants to divorce her, she to a beget that she he's allowed to give her a get. Even after she's already no longer under the jurisdiction of her father. She's already older. She's already 20, 30 years old. The husband is still able to give her a get. So, I'm low. so the Chavim said to uh, why is the husband able to give her a get? She's not a bardas. Right! She doesn't need to be a bardas to receive a get. So I'm low. the Chavim said to Rabbi Nuri, based on what Rabbi said that if an Isha has Kiddush min the Torah, the husband could be magarisher when she's no longer a bardas. An Isha that got married when she was a pikachas and and then later on something went wrong and she became a kharashas she can also go with a get. You can also give her a get. Because it's the same thing. The point is that if you have a do mina, Minatora, you're able to do a, you're able to do a Gerishin uh, even though the woman is not a Bardas. So now that was as far as marriages are concerned. That was the uncomplicated part of the Mishnah. Now the Mishnah goes through every possible permutation as far as Yibum and Chalitza is concerned if somebody is a Cherish. So let's go through each permutation. Shnei achen charshin sun, shnei charshos. You have two. Uh, brothers who are harashin married to two sisters the first we're going to go through all the cases of brothers married to sisters then we're going to go through all the cases of brothers married to women who are nachrios who are not sisters but it's just going through every permutation there are like three rules that you need to know and it's just applications of the same rules over and over and over again so So you have two harashin married to two sisters are so both mitzad the baal and mitzad the woman, they're only uh, married midrabanan because nobody's a bendas over here. So uh, so the, therefore the surviving brother is not able to do yibam on the hsma's because she's only uh, his wife midrabanon. So all the achios or for that matter, you have two cherish brothers married to two sisters who are who are who, are, who, are, who, are, uh, who have das. Or the two sisters, one of them is a cherish and one of them is not a cherish. Meaning, it doesn't matter what the sisters are. Once you deal with the case of two brothers that are both Kharashim, then we know that the marriages to begin with were all derabbatan marriages, regardless of what the sisters were. And, and most of the marriages were Diraban marriages or flip it or let's say both sisters were harashos and both brothers were bnei das or it doesn't matter what the brothers are they could have both been bnei das they could have both been not bnei das they could have been one and one but as long as both sisters were harashos they are pater from chalitz and yibim in all of these cases because she is achos ishto of the Yavam and she's an erva that's pater from yibum even though the kiddushin of his wife is only kiddushin midrabanan and minatora uh, her sister is therefore not an erva, but, so, but nevertheless, the Isr of erva midrabanan is going to pater them from a yibim midrabanan, meaning his whole requirement to do yibim is only on account of a marriage that was midrabanan. So the fact that uh, that He's, he's married Midrabanan to her sister is enough to get him out of that Chiyub Yibu Midrabanan. So as long as either both brothers are Harashim or both sisters are Harashos. So we know that any of these marriage, all of these marriages to begin with, were only marriages Midrabanan, you're never going to need Yibu Mechalitza because it's, it's, uh, it's viewed as an erva where, where you don't need Yibu Mechalitza. But Vim hayunachrios, let's say the two women were not sisters, so then Yichnosu and then, then they t- the, the the you do yibum and the yibum is only midrabanon because it came on account of an issuin midrabanon. But you can't do chalitza because he's a cherish, so he's not going to be able to say lo And if the woman is a chareisha, she's not going to be able to say ye asalish the imratz lahotzi yotziw, And if after you do the yibum, he wants to divorce her, so you could get divorced just like any cherish who wants to get divorced. That since the whole zikah of yibum in the first place is only Midrabanan, so it was all on account of an issuin so he could be motzi her Beremiza. So, uh, so when he was Konis, her Beremiza, he could be motzi her Beremiza. So now the Gemara discusses two brothers who married two sisters, where one of the marriages was Dal and the other marriage was Drabanan. Meaning the previous case was, where all the marriages to begin with, both marriages to begin with, were only Drabanan. Now we say, what if one of the marriages was Dal Reisah? Shneiach in echel chersh v'echad yas pichos. Though one, one brother is a chersh, the other one's not. And both of the wives are perfectly healthy. Mais bala Then the cherish who is married to one of the pikchos dies, and now this pikachas has a yibum situation with the pikeach surviving brother. What should the Pikach surviving brother do? So she uh, he, he, he he can just the, the woman is puter from any sort of chalitz or yibum because this surviving Pikach is fully married to this woman's sister, fully married mida oraisa to this woman's sister. Because he's a bal So he they're fully married. And therefore, if a, if there's a Yibum situation that presents itself with her sister, totally potter. She's an erva. But what if the opposite happens? Mace bal What if the one who was married Mida Orisa dies? So now you have a Yibum Mida Oraisa situation. For a man to, with a yavam who's married midrabanon to her sister, so he's going to right away have to get divorced from his wife because the, uh, the, the he's facing a yibum daraisa situation, so he's got to get rid of his wife midrabanon and 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 the woman that that is nuflo the yibum is usher to him and to everybody forever because she's always going to remain Zukukati yibum. He can't be miabimur because she's a suratim, because she's a chos ishto. And even after he divorces his wife, she's a chos grushaso. So even though their marriage was Midrash but that Isra of a chos remains. He can't do chalitza because he's a cherish. So he's un- 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 not able to do chalitza when there's a real Yibu situation. So she's stuck. She's she's uh, she's going to be in Aguna for the rest of her life, sadly. Shnei achin achios. If you have two brothers who are pichin that are married to two achios, achas, hareshas, vachas bikachas. So again, one of the married because one of the women is a Cheresh in this case. In the previous case, one of the men was a khairish. Now one of the women is a Cheresh. So of the four parties, there's only one Cheresh in all the cases, We in, in in the previous case, and in this case. But in the previous case, one of the men was a Cheresh. In this case, one of the women was a Cheresh. So the Cheresh, his husband died. What should the Cheresh's husband do? So Nothing she 's fine because uh, he 's fully married Midor Reisa, and now a sister from a marriage Midraban presents herself for Yibum and married Mida to your sister, your patttervelo me piquer pal Balpikahas if the Piquer the Bal Dies and uh, so then mayas a pikech bala charesas. What should the guy who's stuck in a marriage Midraban do when a Yibumidor midoraisa situation presents itself? So motzi es he divorces his wife because he can't live with her anymore. Because minatora she's achos zekukaso minatora he has a zika to a yibum veseshasach bchalitza and he's uh, he can't do yibum either because she's achos kruhasho uh, from his nisun Midraban, But he can do chalitza because he's not a cheresh. He's a pikech. So uh, the chalitzah pikech is going to be kosher. Shnei achin. Now the minister said another case. Shnei achin. Echad cherish vecha pikech. Nusul nisteyach choyos. Achas Kharashas, vachas pikachas. You have a cherish married to a chareshas and a pikech married to pikachas. Brothers and sisters. Mais cherish bal chareshas. So the the cherish brother died. Mayasa pikech bal pikachas. What does the Pikeach brother do with this chareshes that now comes to him with the Yibum Durabonin situation? Well, that's easy. She's a Chosishto, so nothing. You don't do anything. She's free to go. Because he's married Midor Raisa to her sister. If the Pikeach is the one that dies, what should the Cheresh, uh, who's now faced with a Yibum Dal situation, do with his wife the chareshes? So what's the be get, he can't live with her anymore because she's a chosu kukaso, so he has to give her a get, vasu but the sister, though the Yavama is going to be asa forever, he can't do chalitza with her because he's a cheresh, and the cheresh can't do chalitza, and she remains Zakuktin. he can't do yibum because she's a chosu krusaso midarabana, so he can't do that either, so now the Mishra transitions and says, okay, and what if the sisters weren't sisters, they were just two random women who are not related to each other so Shne and ech and cheresh, and echech, and and so go back to that case we have two brothers one of them is Heresh, the other one's not and they're married to two women not sisters who are not related to each other who are beneath so meis Cherish bal If the herish, uh dies, mayas What should the brother who is a bardas do? Oh, chalitza He has his choice. He could do chalitza or he could do yibum because uh, he's not married to her sister, so he's allowed to do yibum and he could do chalitza as well. He's a he's a bardas and he's uh, and she's a bardas. What would be the problem? Mais bal If the pikach is the one that dies, so the surviving brother is a cherish Mayas what should the surviving brother do? So Kones, he has to do Yibim on the Yavama, and he's allowed to do Yibim on the Yavama, but he doesn't do Chalitza because the Cherish is not able to do Chalitza and he's never allowed to get divorced from her either because the get, whatever get he would give would only be impactful but he's now married to this woman because she was married with a marriage, midaraisa and then came to him through a yibum that was a result of that marriage, midarisa. So they're never able to get divorced. Next case, Shnei Ach Both men are Bnei Daas. Nesu and Married to two women who are not related to each other. Balachas, Pikachas, Vachas, Chareshes. One of the women is a Pikachas. The other is a Chareshes. Meis Pikech, Chareshes. So let's say the Chareshes is the one that now faces a yibim situation. Mayasa Pikech, Bal Pikachas. What should the surviving brother do do, the surviving Pikeach brother do, so Kone's he could uh, do Yibum, and he doesn't have to, he's not able to do Halitza, because she's a Charest, so she can't do Halitza. but if he wants to divorce her, he is able to divorce her, because he's a Bardas. even though she's a Charest, you can give a get to a Charest. if the Pikeach bal Pikachas is the one that dies, so now Mayasa Pikeach bal Charest, what should the Pikeach do, who, who's married to the Charest, with this Pikeach who now faces Yibum with him? So Ochalei, oh, they could do Chalitza because they're both picked him. Omiabe, oh, or you could do Yibum. Shnei Achen, final case. We're allowed to go a little bit over time because I'm in camp now, so we don't have chakras right after. So Shnei if you have uh, two brothers, Cherish, One of them is a Cherish, and one of them is a Pikaech. Nisu and the Shtei that are married to two women that are not related to each other, but Achas Pikachas. One of them is a Cherish, one of them is a Pikaech. So the Cherish brother is married to to the Khareshas woman, the Picah brother is married to the Pikachas woman. Bal So the Kherish dies, so their marriage midrabanon is over and now there's a Yibo Midrabanan situation. Mayasa Bal what should the surviving Picah brother do? He could do Yibum. He can't do Chalitza, because the chareshas can't participate in the Chalitza. But if he wants to divorce her afterwards, he could do that too, because the chareshas can receive a get. If the Pikeach brother is one that dies, so now we have a Yibum Mido raisa situation, facing the Chalitza brother, the surviving Chalitza brother. What should the cherish do? He could do Yibum, because... Um, a cherish cannot do chalitza, to the other, but he'll never be able to divorce him because a cherish also is unable to give a get. So again, the basic rules are: a cherish can't do chalitza, a chareis can't do A cherish can't give a get, but a chareis can receive a get. And we know that yeah, that that uh, you will know, let him marry your your your, your wife's sister. And uh, once you know those basic rules, all of these cases you could figure out in your mind how to how to uh, work them out, what they're supposed to do in all of these cases. Okay, Brother tomorrow same time we'll pick up at the. Gem- On the bottom of the few days, Amr Everyone have a wonderful evening.